When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow. And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Please flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. And guess which dogs are barking first. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine, yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Welcome in to the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Jake Fromm. Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. He is at Fromm. Jake, Go ahead and check out puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. Jake, week two's here. By the time you know it, it'll be week 14, and we will be getting ready for the SEC championship and the college football playoff. But uh, a lot of news, a lot of headlines to get to around college football. And quite frankly, I think it's a pretty good slate again. We're going to have some good action this weekend. Dude, ready to go, man. Exciting. Week one was phenomenal. Now we got a little bit better feel. Of yeah. a little bit of teams, we, our picks can be a little bit better, you yeah, know, I this hope. and that. So, yeah, we hope, right? Uh, but excited, man. Week two, let's go. Absolutely. We are excited. And week two gets better when you go ahead and get down on some prize picks. That's right. This episode of Punt and Pass is presented by none other than prize picks. And you have got to get the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code PUNT. Tell a friend, tell a family member, use the promo code PUNT when you sign up. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Prize Picks is the best daily fantasy game ever. All you have to do is pick over or under on your favorite players, and boom, you're locked in. You can win up to 10 times your money in one day. Payouts are instant. There is absolutely nothing better. Again, if you deposit now, If you use the promo code PUNT, they'll match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to $100. You put that into a five-pick entry, boom, you have a shot at $1,000. How can week two get any better than that? Download the Prize Picks app. Start playing today. NFL starts tonight as well. Baseball is rocking and rolling. You can do cross-board entries. There's no place better than Prize Picks. Use the promo code PUNT. Check us out on social media, too, because we're always giving them love. Jake gave a really close prize pick entry with Uh little Bo Nick, Stetson Bennett, over under last weekend, or it was an over over. Uh, We'll get you dialed in for Jake's quarterback prize picks entry later on in the show. All right, brother. um, Team meeting. Talk to me. Let's jump into it. I got to be honest. I got a level set with you. Look, Monday was a holiday. I was fired up. A lot happened over the weekend. 
And I got a lot of feedback on our podcast and people say, I just talk way too much. They're like, Drew, you got to let Jake talk. <laughs> Hashtag let Jake talk was starting Hello. on social media. So I just, I'm here to say, I apologize. Look, you are my co-host. You're my partner now. I need to give you some time. I can't just railroad you like I did on Monday show. So this is your opportunity to tell me to shut up. I'm talking too much. I'm wrong. I'm an idiot. But I just want to say I'm appreciative of you, and I, I don't mean to downplay you. So, Jake, I apologize to our audience, but most of all, I apologize to you, my friend. Hey, all good, brother, man. When you got a great host, man, you got to let the host, you know, lead the show. He does a great job. So, hey, I'm just here to to, to give a little bit of feedback. So, well, you know, right, whatever you need, a, I'm here. Yeah, it was a holiday. We got up early to do that podcast, right. and I was That's just right. shot out of a cannon. So you ready to go. You had your coffee. You were I fired did. up, man. You ready to go. I, we get it. I did. We get it. We understand. Do you do so you understand is that apology accepted? Oh, yeah, 100%, brother. All right, all right. Well, I hope uh, our audience accepts my apology as well. Well, if we're ready to go, let's go three and out. Let's dive straight into the top news and storylines of the week leading into week two. So, first down is going to really touch on what is going to be, or it's obviously being set up to be the game of the weekend. Number one, Alabama heading out to Austin, Texas to take on the Texas Longhorns. College game day is there. I believe Fox's big noon kickoff is there. This game is on Fox. We're going to touch on it when we go inside the five later on in the show, but it's being built up, Jake, as a monstrous matchup, most importantly for Texas and what this program is. So Steve Sarkeesian earlier on in the week downplaying the matchup, saying, look, this does not affect our season, okay? All of our goals will still be in front of us, win, lose, or draw on Saturday. Is this the right or the wrong message to the players and the fans? And Jake, I want to ask you this question. I'd love to get your thoughts, and I'll let you talk. As a quarterback, <laughs> if you're Quinn Ewers, and you've got your coach publicly saying, like, this game doesn't affect the rest of our season, which is true, do you – do you echo that message to the locker room or do you say, guys, we've got a great opportunity on our hands? Uh, you know, as a quarterback, I would say we have a great opportunity, great opportunity on our hands. Uh, however, you know, coaches are being realistic here. I, I mean, I, you know, the, you know, you could build this game up to, to whatever, you know, uh, big name Bama versus big name Texas, but okay, it's just not, it's just not there yet. I, I think, I mean, I really don't think this is going to be a dog fight at all. I think, Alabama is going to go in there, take care of business, have a nice little plane ride back and carry on, you know, business as normal. I just look, I just don't think they're ready yet. You know, the whole uh, assistant um, going off, getting a job, you know, playing, saving. I just look, I, it's just, just not in the cards for Texas. Just don't see it happening. It's going to be a long day. I, I believe Texas is young. They've got a lot of talent and there are a lot of trends that would point to Alabama, absolutely boat racing the Longhorns in Austin. A lot is being made about the home field advantage in Austin. A lot is being made about the temperature at kickoff, which is expected to be North of 95 degrees. That will not affect the Crimson Tide whatsoever. Absolutely I not. believe Nick Saban's record now against his former assistants is 26 and two. And those two yep. losses came last year to Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M and then to Kirby smart in the national championship game. Steve Sarkeesian obviously was his former offensive coordinator at Alabama. Look, you went up against Nick Saban with one of his yep. former assistants. Was that ever a talking point? Is that known within the locker room? Do you hear that type of noise? Uh, kind of, it, I would say it's understood, not not that it's spoken of, but you know, obviously, hey, Coach Smart comes in to the team meeting that week. You know, he he he's got a little more you know chip on his shoulder that week too. Now he he's got something to prove, as does everybody else. 
uh, going into that week. So, um, you know, I think Sark's going to be in that same boat. Everybody wants to be that former assistant to take down the big man. Um, we'll see, uh, but just, you know, don't, th- don't see it happen. Quinn Ewers going up against that defense. Will Anderson yeah, I, yeah, is an absolute I, beast. Yeah, I, you know, so both Alabama and Georgia's defense, talking about the defense here, neither one of their defenses recorded a sack uh, versus their team, Alabama versus Utah State, Georgia versus Oregon. And that's because when teams play them, they know how dominant that defensive front is, and therefore they just scheme their passing game a certain way. So there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, quick game, a lot of get the ball out of the hands, um, you know, some screens here and there. I mean, th- they're not going to put much on this plate. Obviously, he's super talented. Mm-hmm. Um, but, hey, you, you don't want to take a young quarterback into a game like this and ruin his confidence for the rest of the season. So just try to make it manageable for him, give him something, you know, something that he can see, make a few checks here and there. Um, you know, hey, this is, you know, one, two, and get the ball down in the back and call it a day. Yeah, I mean, Sark obviously has a lot of familiarity with how Nick Saban's going to scheme this game up and defensive coordinator Pete Golding. Now, you mentioned the first 15 play scripts, get some runs, get some quick games, short to intermediate passes. Alabama's going to know that that's being uh, dialed up for the first couple of drives. Then it becomes an execution standpoint. So you you said the, the key to that or the goal of that is to get the quarterback in rhythm. But on the flip side, if receivers aren't running the right routes, if guys are dropping balls, if the offensive line can't let the running back get a cloud of dust, um, how does that affect the psyche of a young quarterback? Oh. Is it like, wow, we're in for a long day? Oh, yeah. You just you just feel like you have to do everything yourself. And, man, it's just – it's tough. You know, because you know you can't do it at all. It, I mean, football is the ultimate team game. You got to have guys block for you. You got to have guys catch. And, and, you know, just everybody has to do a certain job. And when you feel like you're doing it by yourself, it is tough. It's a lonely feeling. You never want to get that way. Uh, and, you know, wish the best uh, for, you know, QB Ewers uh, going out there. It's going to be tough. Yeah, and I don't want to take Sark's comments out of context, okay? I mean, he's obviously trying to level set with his entire team, level set with the fan base. Hey, we're going up and all t- against an all-time great. Uh, and here's what he said, quote, we don't need superhuman efforts. I, I mean, I might disagree. He might need some superhuman <laughs> efforts. What we need is people playing to what they're capable of playing at. That takes mental focus, mental intensity, and not getting caught up in the distractions. We're not worried about game day. We're not worried about any of that. Um, And then he just goes on to say, I think one thing we have to be careful not doing is overanalyzing and overthinking it too much. Um, My last question to you, do you feel like you guys ever overanalyzed or overthought heading into a huge matchup against Alabama? Oh, man. Uh, In a preparation Uh, standpoint, right? As a preparation uh, for myself, I mean, you're trying – I mean, you stay up at night going through every single possible scenario that could happen, you know, literally for every play. I I would – for certain teams that, you know, just – just for example, blitz zero. You know, blitz zero is a big thing, you know, when teams bring the house. And so I would go through the entire script and say, if they bring blitz zero versus this play – what is my answer? What is my check? You know, if I had a built-in answer, that's my built-in answer. If I had to go to a check, I knew what my check was. So, you know, I, you, you, you go through, you, you go through all the possibilities, all the different scenarios. Uh, you're going to, he's, he's going to stay up a little bit, you know, this week. Uh, Cause it's a big game. It's a, it's a great big test for him. It's great insight. And I agree. Um, then it just comes down to execution and guys making plays. 
And as you saw last year when Alabama lost to Texas A&M, like Alabama played a horrible game and Texas A&M capitalized on every opportunity that they could. That's what it takes to beat Alabama. So best of luck to Texas. We'll touch on that game inside the five. Great insight, Jake Fromm. Thank you very much. Let's go to second down. Let's talk about these AP poll rankings that came out a couple of days ago. A few notable moves. Georgia moves up to number two. Um, Alabama still number one. Excuse me. So Georgia overtakes Ohio State. They move up to the two slot after dismantling Oregon, number 11 ranked Oregon, 49 to three in the Chick-fil-A kickoff classic game. Georgia also got 17 first place votes. So a lot of voters, I even saw Reese Davis, the host of College Game Day, who went to Alabama, said, hey, I'm putting Georgia number one. What they did last week was really, really impressive. The other most impressive ranking jump, Jake, and I want to get your thoughts on both of these, Florida. Florida. Unranked up to number 12. 12. Now, if this is not an overreaction, people, and again, this is not a knock on Florida. I just think we're buying a little bit too much into the hype after 60 minutes of Gator football. Look, I would have to agree with you 100%. I think it's a, a little too much, a little too early. Uh, you know, we're going to find out uh, this week, uh, you know, when they play uh, Kentucky. But, you know, Kentucky is a good football team, you know, but they're, they're not a Georgia. They're not an Alabama. Um, and so, you know, we'll see again. We'll come back to that. Uh, Georgia and Alabama, I, I wish they would just list it as 1A and 1B because, in my opinion, that, that's what it should be. Uh, I, I think they deserve to get a whole lot more than 17 first place votes. I don't know how many total it is, but it should at least be half, if not more. Therefore, they'd be number one. Um, Clemson drops. Uh, and then another one that was interesting was Utah basically stayed right there. I think they yeah. dropped, you know, one spot to 13 after losing to Florida. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's what I got. So even the media is starting to take notice of Florida, uh, most notably over at the SEC Network. Roman Harper was on the Paul Feinbaum show. Roman Harper, who does a really good job, uh, SEC Today, SEC After Dark, or whatever that yep. show is at night, which I think they do a really good job. Shout out to Peter Burns and Dari Noka and all those guys. But this is what he said, quote, going into the season, everybody had Kentucky above Florida. I probably did that, too. But after game one, I'm completely off that. I'm completely off that, Harper says. Florida is going to win this game, and I think they're going to win it pretty handily, too. It's going to look dominant. I'm not trending toward a blowout, but it is in the swamp, and they do play better. They do play differently. He was calling Kentucky soft he continues but if you want to win this game you got to stop florida up front kentucky looked a little bit softer i hate using the word softer but they were not as physical up front running the football you can't run for 50 yards and expect to win so now roman harper already switched his complete viewpoint after one game this season but florida's ranked number 12 now i mean you mentioned it utah stays right there at 13 great position for them looking forward onto the season now they can't mess up gosh i wish i could pull this up uh, quick enough, but I can't. I remember when I was in college, Kentucky beats Florida in the swamp. Okay. For and the that, first time in like 20 years. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I personally will get to it. I think Florida will win, but you know, how handedly, you know, I don't know. Um, gosh, man, Florida, a lot of question marks. I, I wonder if they will start kind of believing their own hype and that be the ultimate demise for Florida. You know, after that one rat poison. Game, oh yeah, after one game, just just start just drinking the rat poison and just just off the rails from here. You know, we'll see. 
They certainly could. That team was 2018. Terry Wilson was the quarterback. Benny Snell was the running back. Um, and I believe it was a 20-plus year drought. So Kentucky's not scared. A lot of these guys have gone to Florida, and they have beaten the Gators. Mm-hmm. This could be the game of the weekend. We'll touch on it inside the five, and I'm looking forward to that. Clemson dropped to number five. Uh, they dropped back a spot after a little bit of a slow start against Georgia yep. Tech Monday night. Still a lot of questions around quarterback DJ Uyunglele. Cade Klubnick, the backup from West Texas, gets in there. And, Jake, I don't know if Georgia Tech's defense was just beaten and worn down at that point, but he moved the ball effectively. He looked comfortable. It always just seemed like there was a different vibe about the entire offense. When he was on the field, I would put it around week four or five to when the Clemson alumni and fans are clamoring maybe for a switch at quarterback. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, there's a lot of pressure on DJ. There, I mean, there really is because, you know, he kind of, I would say, underperformed probably a little bit last year. Had a lot of pressure, a lot of expectations. You know, Clemson, you know, they, they like winning. You know, they want to get back to it um, and, you know, get in that Final Four and compete for a national championship. So uh, whoever they think is going to give them the best chance to do so, uh, I think that will make a, a quick switch. And, you know, week four, I don't know. I wonder who they have as a, a big matchup coming up. I think NC uh, State, maybe yeah. I looked that up real quick. But you know, DJ just doesn't look confident. He almost yeah. looks confused out there. The game is moving very fast. Uh, he looks a little bit rattled. He pulls the ball down quick and gets outside the pocket. And it's like, what are yeah. you doing, man? Yeah. Uh he has had a lot of pressure and he has yeah. not lived up to the hype. Yeah, yet. man, that's that's tough. You know, I as a as a mindset, you know, for him, I I wonder, you know, if he's just second guessing a lot of stuff, not trusting. Uh, and himself and the scheme and in the process. And so, I mean, that's tough. It, it ain't a great feeling. And, you know, I think it, it could be a great opportunity for, for Cade coming up. Absolutely. Uh, in a couple weeks, in September 24th, Clemson is at Wake Forest. And then the week after that, they host NC State. So those are two top 25 teams as of right now. Yeah. That'll come quickly. I would not be surprised if Cade Klubnik, you know, makes a little bit more noise. Their next two games are Furman and for Louisiana sure. Tech. Yeah, Michigan sure. jumped from eight to four, and this is the week where McCarthy starts or McNamara, yep. I for whichever one starts. <laughs> it's McCarthy, yeah, yeah. Uh, Michigan is a fifty-one point favorite against Hawaii. Continue. It's a lot of points. Fifty-one, yeah. yeah, point favorite. Oh my gosh! Uh, wow. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think for McCarthy, it'd be a great opportunity for him to to play a high school football team, I guess, and <laughs> and and and, yes. and get get some good reps in. You know, uh, um, you know, what what more could you ask for? You know, as a, a nice little warm up for you. But uh, I saw a stat on him today where you know Harbaugh is claiming he runs like a sub four five. Uh, what? Think, let's see it. I, okay. I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw it on Twitter today. So, yeah, we'll see it. Fast guy. hot and heavy. Yeah. Good for him. He should have some open field to scamper out in Hawaii. That's <laughs> a little rough. So we'll yeah. think that see if the Warriors can cover 51 points. That's wow. That's quite a bit. All right. Let's head to third down. I got three things in third down. We'll touch on them quickly. Coach O, the comments that went viral. Coach he was at a touchdown o. club meeting. And obviously he was shown the door mid-season last year at LSU just a couple of years after he won the national championship with one of the greatest college football teams of all time. You played against them, Jake. But they were talking about how it all happened, and Coach O told the guy, look, they did it the right way. I've got nothing for but respect for the athletic administration. But when it was finally time, they came up to me and said, Coach, things aren't going too well. And what did he say? He goes, 
No shit. What? Ray Charles can see that. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I gotta give him credit. Man, he's a, he's hilarious. He's like, hey coach, you know, uh, uh, we got you know seven. You 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 know we owe you seventeen point one, and, and we're gonna give it to you. He's like, all right, where's the door? Where do I sign? You know, I mean, I mean think about what, that. What a guy. What a national treasure, Coach O is, man. He he is hilarious to me. Seventeen point one million dollar buyout, and when they're firing you, they're reminding you you're gonna get this money. I mean, if that doesn't make you just go, hey, you know what? This was great. Love these kids. Thanks so much, everybody. I appreciate you all. Hat tip to his agent. I would assume it's Jimmy Sexton. I have no idea who it is. Yeah. But these guys, I mean, Jimmy Sexton, the racket that he's running, racket, obviously, an endearing term in this in this way. <laughs> Having the 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 puppet strings on all the SEC coaches and being able to play them off one another and say, uh-oh, he might be going here. Wait, you know, Coach Saban wants to talk to Texas. Hold on, Kirby's gonna be available. I mean, this guy has it going on, and he gets his rip off that $17.1 million as well. It's crazy, man. There is some wild money going around, especially when you're talking about getting that money for being fired, Jake. Oh, yeah. That's a good oh, day. Yeah. Hey, look, man, makes me think I should get in the coaching. Hey, just, just, just work up enough, get one job, get you a bigger job, get fired from that job, and then go get another job, and then, hey, you are set, brother. Fail set forward. For Fail forward, <laughs> Fail forward is, like is uh, the mantra for coaching. For sure. like You'd that. have to check with your wife because the coaching lifestyle the is coaching not for lifestyle, the faint of heart. The hours. Hey, look, I, I've seen it because hey, I know how much time I spent at the facility. And every time I got to the facility, their cars were already there. So I know the hours they're putting in there. And it's tough, man. No it doubt. is brutal. No doubt. Uh, Got to love all those coaches. There's no doubt about it. Coach O. Um, holler at us, man. Give us a little bit of that 17.1. We will gladly make your pockets a little bit lighter. Uh, the guy who took over for him, Brian Kelly, you know, tough start down in New Orleans for the All-State kickoff game. They lost to Florida State Sunday night, special teams catastrophes all over the place. He seemed a little bit out of it when he was talking with the media and the reporters during the game, halftime, post game. But then Monday, or I think it was Tuesday, yesterday, he gets up for his press conference leading into his week two matchup and yeah. he chirps a reporter for sitting down late. And he goes, you know, first question to the reporter who showed up late and the reporter without missing a beat, oh, Jake, quick. Goes, hey, well, you know, if you would have won, maybe I'd show up on time. I was like, oh, my God, you just don't see that. That is pretty bizarre for that kind of repartee between a coach and a reporter for a guy who just showed up. Oh yeah, I, look, completely bizarre. You know, it makes you makes you think that you know we're not getting the full picture. There's there, there there's some other stuff we missed here uh, behind the scenes. But wow, you know, just quick quick on his part, quick on I believe her, her part. You know, maybe that was late. Um, but uh, wow, you know, hey hey, to you know to have basically the balls to to say that back yeah. at, at a coach. I mean, what exactly? Know? Hey, good good for you. That's awesome. And Brian Kelly, without missing a beat, he was like, I don't think winning or losing has anything to do with showing up on time. I mean, good for him for not ripping that guy's yeah. head off because Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, first yeah. off, Claude Felton, Leland Barrow, the SIDs at Alabama would yeah. never allow for that to no, happen. No, no. And no. that precedent has been set in those press conference meeting rooms. For sure. But for the fact of that to happen and then it get picked up like that, you, you said it best. There's something going on down there. Something is awry between Brian Kelly to be on this kind of foot with the reporters already. He just started. It's crazy. Just started. That's that's crazy. Not 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 a good look. Not a great start. 
When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Yeah, man. You know, respects a two-way street. That reporter, you know, that is uh, interesting. We got to get a little bit more details on that. If anybody knows, please tweet at us. Absolutely. At Punt and Pass. We'd love to find out. We'd love to know. All right. Before we jump inside the five and get to some prize picks, I guess ESPN's been listening to punt and pass. We've been saying there needs to be a mix up on game day. None other than Pat McAfee joining as a full-time member of the ESPN college game day crew. He starts this weekend in Austin. Look, Pat McAfee is an absolute monster in the media game. A very unique personality. Yep. I'm excited to see what he can bring. He'll mix it up a good bit, huh, Jake? Yeah, no, I I definitely think so. Uh, I definitely think they were needing it. You know, myself watching it, sitting down, you know, got distracted doing some other things that could have just been myself, but Hey, uh, I think Pat McAfee is going to bring, you know, just a, a different vibe, uh, a just, a, you said it best. He's just got a unique personality that only comes around ever so often. I think he can just capture a great audience and uh, he's just going to give us a great time watching it on Saturday morning for sure. If I was at ESPN, there's one thing that I do with Pat McAfee on game day. I would give him a microphone and get the hell out of the way. I'd say, dude, do whatever you want to do. I trust you. You're well-seasoned enough. You're well-versed enough to know what you can and can't do. Do not try to bottle this guy up. Let him run free. Um, And I'll be interested to see if they do do that, because if they do, it'll be great television, and I think it'll be the bump that College Game Day needs. Yeah, there's always so many just people – and you know that can hold and capture an audience's attention for such a long time you know because he has his show mm-hmm. and it's a two three hour show i mean they let it rip man they, yeah. i mean it's just a, a full on no edits no cuts and it's just going and so he he's well equipped for it and i think he's going to do great you're so right i never even thought of that i mean i watch it sometimes in the office but when you put on the pat McAfee show there's no commercial breaks dude he goes for three hours going Props to him. He is a beast. I think he'll do really well. And again, do not put the harness on this guy. Let him run free. I'm sure there's some like hunting or outdoor <laughs> metaphor that I'm missing here, but that's what they need to do. Just well, just I was just gonna say, just 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 let him jump off the top rope like he does on his WWE stuff. There you, know? you go. That's yeah. absolutely perfect. I will jump off the top rope if I hit my prize picks entry this week, and I'm gonna post a bunch on social media at Drew Butler at From Jake at punt and pass on Twitter and Instagram. Follow them as well at price picks, download the price picks at pricepicks.com. Please use the promo code punt. Do it yourself. Tell all your family, tell all your friends, spread the love hundred percent deposit match up to your first $100 at price picks, pricepicks.com promo code punt. Jake, we were talking before the show and I was like, dude, we need to get like a 
three to four pick entry of quarterbacks each week. Stamp of approval by Jake Fromm. You know, we had a rough week on our picks last week. That will change here in a couple minutes when we go inside the five. But you're getting the hang of it. Yep. You've got your prize picks app. You used the promo code PUNT when you downloaded it. I'm ready. And we've got a couple of really good matchups this weekend. You know, Alabama-Texas, of course. I like the Florida-Kentucky game at night. That's going to be phenomenal. So let's go ahead and look at the quarterbacks in these two matchups. Bryce Young, defending Heisman Trophy winner. He is projected right now for 327 and a half passing yards against this young Texas defense. Dude, I, I like it. I think there's going to be just a, a chip on his shoulder, you know, a chip on their shoulder from, from both sides. Texas is going to like it, uh, you know, and, and Bryce Young as well. He didn't have as many passing yards in that first game versus Utah State. Did a lot more stuff with his legs. I like him in the over on this one. I think he's going to try to put it to him. Over 327 and a half passing yards, Jake Fromm says for Bryce Young. I like that as well. I mean, I think Nick Saban's going to know strengths and weaknesses. This is not Utah State. They obviously had a great game plan. You knew that they were going to wipe the floor with the Aggies a week ago. Um, and now their focus is on Texas. On the other side of the ball, Texas, Quinn Ewers. Look, man, this is welcome to the big leagues. There's no other way around it. He is projected. 205 and a half passing yards against Alabama's really tough defense. 205 and a half. You know, I'm trying to compare it to possibly Georgia versus Oregon last week. Mm-hmm. You know, I took the over for Bo. He was around 185. A couple of picks. Yeah, yeah a couple of picks to get there. I think it's going to be a similar game from Quinn Ewers on this one. I'm going to go with the under. Under Quinn Ewers, 205 and a half passing yards i like that thought process too think about what georgia did to it's gonna be tough it's gonna be it's gonna be short intermediate game obviously sark's gonna he's gonna know schematically how the defense adjusted obviously you would have thought day landing would you know have done a little bit more offensively as well um you know kind of messing with the defense but didn't happen so i'm I'm going with going with my gut here. It's not always about the X's and O's. Oftentimes, it's about the Jimmys and the Joes, and Alabama will have far superior Jimmys and Joes. If you want to dabble, I'll give you Quinn Ewers' rushing yards total. Remember, <laughs> sacks count against rushing yards in college football. Yeah. He is projected at price picks right now. Negative nine and a half rushing yards. You can pass. We can go on to the two other quarterbacks. Right now, we've got you over Bryce Young, 327 and a half passing yards, under Quinn Ewers, 205 and a half passing yards. Um, negative Gosh, nine and a half rushing. I yards. know. I'm I'm gonna have to take the safe way out on this one and pass yeah, only pass. because only because of my stat from earlier. Yes, that is true. No sacks a week no, ago. No sacks a week ago, and frightens me a little bit only because of just game plan going in. Nobody wants to mess with those guys up front, so they get the ball out quick. Yeah, man. All right, let's go to this Florida Kentucky game. Um, the 2022 Heisman Trophy winner, Anthony Richardson. We'll look at his statistics <laughs> as well right now. Prize Picks has him projected 215 and a half passing yards against Kentucky or 61 and a half rushing yards against Kentucky. He obviously had a much more effective game last week with his legs. So 215 and a half passing yards, 61 and a half rushing yards. Oh, can I take either one? Yeah. We're building your entry here. This is the Jake Fromm quarterback prize picks entry of the week. I'm going to feel better about the over on the 61 rushing yards. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I just, I'm just, that's, that's what I'm feeling. I have no idea what their plan will be with Kentucky. I just know it's going to be a physical game and I feel like he's going to have to, he's going to want to take matters in his own hands. And I feel like he's going to probably do a little bit more scrambling, a little more design could be runs. That's what I'm feeling. 
Yeah, I mean, again, going back to last week, that two-point conversion, the spinoff, the open receiver in the corner, like that was a great play. Oh, yeah. Now I'm listening to people when they're talking about Billy Napier, like, oh, my God, what a great hire again, people. This is not me hating on Florida. It's one game. Let's chill out. Like, Billy Napier should never beat a top 10 team in his first season. Like, people, Utah was about to win, and Cam rising through a horrible pick yep. in the end zone. They were going to win and cover. Oh, yeah. Let's just chill. God, had, had it in the bag. I do think Coach Napier was a fantastic hire for I'm not them. saying he wasn't. Yep. I know you're not saying he wasn't, but – it may be a little too early, too soon. Yeah, you know Coach Napier. I mean, he recruited mm-hmm. you at Alabama, right? I mean, the whole deal. Funny, you know, I don't want to get sidetracked on this. But but let's get sto- sidetracked. I need to get sidetracked. <laughs> funny funny story to, to take us back here. Uh, earlier this spring, I'm doing a, uh, a mini camp up in Cleveland with the okay. Cleveland Browns. And guess who is there? Deshaun behold. Watson. He wasn't there yet, was he? No, he wasn't, no, he wasn't there yet. Okay. <laughs> it was Billy uh, Napier. It was Coach Napier. Okay, yeah, cool. Coach Napier and uh, his office coordinator, I believe. Uh, they were up there, and just you know, how coaches do. They mingle, they go, share ideas, they learn. Uh, anyway, had lunch with him. And awesome. He was great. Yeah, I got to catch up a little bit. Was he just talking about you know? Was it more so catching up on life? Was he talking about how crazy his new gig is at Florida, recruiting, any of that stuff, or was it just hey? I mean, you guys have known each other for a long time. Yeah, kind of a little, little bit above. Kind of went back. Uh, he was at Alabama when I was recruited there, receivers coach. And, you know, kind of, hey, talked about our paths, where he's been, where I've been. And kind of, we kind of got into talking about the, uh, you know, to coach or not to coach, you know, for myself. Yeah. Hey, you know, what, yeah. What, what, what am I going to do post football? And, you know, just kind of giving his insight on coaching. Did you tell him podcasting? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't throw that out there to him. <laughs> He might have looked at you a little silly if you yeah. told him that back in the spring. All right, sure. so we're building. That's a great insight right there. Look at that. Jake Fromm and Billy Napier cutting it up over lunch in Cleveland, Ohio. That's earlier it. Who, who would have thought? Who would have Not thought? Me. Not me. Not me. Look at us now. Bryce Young over 327 and a half passing yards. Quinn Ewers under 205 and a half passing yards. Anthony Richardson over 61 and a half rushing yards. And we'll finish with Will Levis, the Kentucky quarterback. 235 and a half passing yards or 17 and a half rushing yards. Have your pick, Fromm. This is it. Dude, let's go over 235. Awesome. Love if, it. I, I mean, if they want a chance to win, he's going to have to do it. Yep. It, it's hey, no if and or buts about it. If they're going to compete and win this ballgame, he's going to have to have well over 230 passing yards. There it is. The Jake Fromm prize picks quarterback entry of the week. It will be posted at punt and pass on Twitter and Instagram. Jake will do it as well at from Jake and me too at for sure. Butler download the price picks app. Use the promo code punt. Do it yourself. Do it. Tell your friends, tell your family. Let's go inside the five. All right. We're picking five games against the spread. All these lines come from bet online. If you'd like a promo code for bet online, holler at me on social media. Look, people, I went 0-5 last week. There's no other way to cut it. 0-5 against the spread. It was horrible. Could I have been 5-0? Of course. Jake went 1-4, so he's better than me. It was tough. Look, it's week one. We're learning. We are. We're learning. We're getting better. To that point, on Monday night, I'm like, look, I'm 0-5. I might as well tweet out a pick, see what happens. I tweeted out, take this for what it's worth. I am 0-5. I like Georgia Tech plus 24.5, and they got smoked. So (laughs) technically, I'm 0-6. Things change. (laughs) This week, okay? Brutal. We will start oh, with number man. one, Alabama at Texas. This game's at noon on Fox, Alabama, a 20-point favorite. The total is 64 and a half. 
We talked about all the trends earlier on on first down. Nick Saban, 26-2 and two against his former assistants. Sark downplaying the game and the kind of consequences of matching up against Alabama. Jake, I'll give it to you first, my man. Texas is getting 20 points at home, the total 64 and a half. What do you like? Texas getting torched. Alabama. Okay, yes. <laughs> I'm taking Alabama in this one and the over. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I'm right there with you. Look, oh, man. I need help. I, I need a win, and I will definitely roll with Alabama, lay the 20 points. Texas is just not ready. I think this is a statement game for Alabama. I think Nick Saban is going to catch Steve Sarkeesian at a pretty vulnerable moment. Quinn Ewers, the, a young quarterback. Coach, their coach said it. He said it. He did. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. Wh- what are he we even it. reading into it? He's like downplaying the game, essentially saying, we're probably going to get our ass beat. So let me go ahead and get in front yeah, of it. The, 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 from yeah. A narrative the, 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 get this out of the way. So my guys know so we can move on. So I still love and, them and pretend this never happened. Okay. It's like when you're going to a little league game and your mom or dad's giving you a pep talk in the car. Hey, you know, you're going up against the older kids. Uh-huh. Just yeah. Stay positive. We'll go yep. get treats after the game. <laughs> oh. We'll get McDonald's after the game. But yeah, we've all been there. Go that's exactly. Queen, get a Reese's Cup cookie dough blizzard. Be that's fantastic. exactly what's happening. We're on the same page here. Look, you don't get rich fading Alabama. I think this spot's no different. Paul Feinbaum was saying, like, they're not going to care about this game. Um, I beg to differ. Alabama rolls big. I like the over, too. Me and Jake, Alabama, lay the 20 with the tide. Here's a sneaky good game at noon in the SEC on Saturday. Mm. South Carolina at number 16, Arkansas. This game's at noon on ESPN. Arkansas is an eight and a half point home favorite. The total is 53. Boy, Spencer Rattler got off to another slow start last week against Georgia State. Slow start. Georgia State, zero points scored in the first quarter against Georgia State. Also had two turnovers. Ooh, I like Arkansas, and I'm going to take the under in this one because I just I don't think South Carolina is going to do much on offense. All right, Jake's taking Arkansas. Um, I am going to go with South Carolina plus the eight and a half. I think South Carolina's defense can keep them in this game. KJ Jefferson, uh, that Arkansas offense did play really well last week against Cincinnati. That was a game that they had to get up for. It's yeah. tough to go straight out of the gates into a season back-to-back, week one to week two, excuse me, oftentimes the biggest improvement is from week one to week two. Hopefully South Carolina sees that kind of improvement. I'm not necessarily thinking they'll get that on the offensive side of the ball, but I do think on defense, this team's going to show a lot of grit. It is a conference game. This is a touchdown-type game. So give me the eight and a half of South Carolina. Spencer Rattler, dude, we got to get something going on. Right. We, we, we got to figure something out. I was listening to ESPN radio today, Jake, or yeah. And it was like Nicole Auerbach and, and Chris Budden on college football daily or something. And, and Chris Budden was like, you know, I feel bad for Spencer Rattler. Like there's just a lot of hype around him and a lot of expectations. He's got a lot of pressure. I'm like, no, 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 no. Forget that. I mean, this guy has had it all. It's time to produce on the field. Be somebody, be somebody. I'll take the cops plus eight and a half. I like that. I'll take the cops plus eight and a half. Okay. So you're taking Arkansas, taking Arkansas. the eight and a half at home. Yep. Game three could be game of the weekend. I Number, I really like this as the game of the weekend. I, I like really this do. game too, big time. Top twenty five matchup: SEC versus ACC. Number twenty four Tennessee. At number seventeen Pittsburgh, three thirty p.m. Eastern on ABC. Get this. Tennessee on the road a six and a half. Minus six and a half. 
Wow. And I, the total I, is 66 and a half points. When you sent that to me, I thought that was a typo yeah. error. You know, uh, 24 going to play number 17 at home and still being favored by six and a half points. That's tough. I, I like Tennessee to win, but do I think they're going to win by more than six and a half points? Man, I'm feeling ballsy. I'm going to do it. I'm taking Tennessee. I'm taking Tennessee. I'm going to lay the six and a half and the over in this. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's the safe play. I think it's an easy over. I think so. Tennessee is very, very fast paced on the offensive side of the ball. Think about what Pitt gave up to West Virginia a week ago. Over 400 yards of total offense. I think it was like 6.5 yards per catch. They were supposed to trouble. They were supposed to lose that game. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, think about what happened. 92-yard drive, yeah. then a pick six. Like, they were dead to rights with six minutes left in that game. Right. Came back and won. I was not impressed. Now, when they did have to press the pace, Pitt's offense did do that, which would tell you what? Lean to the over. They're going to have to keep up with Tennessee. Tennessee, early on in games, lets it rip. I think this yeah. is no different here. Hendon Hooker could be offensive player of the week after this matchup. I'm laying the six and a half as well. Last year. These two teams played. It was 41 to 34. Yep. It won. Tennessee yep. lost the turnover margin minus three, and they had like 140 yards of penalties, right? Yep. Tennessee's better this year on both offense and defense. I'll lay the six and a half. I think this is the type of game that takes the Vol Nation into like fever pitch levels. Oh, we beat a top 20 team. Granted, Ooh. it's Pitt. They should have lost a week ago. You're giving them hope. You're giving them hope. That noise is going to be loud if they win and if Florida wins and they start getting ready for that Florida-Tennessee game. Giddy up, buddy. We're both on the same side here. We both like Tennessee, lay the six and a half. We both like the over. Awesome. Yeah, let's do it. Speaking of Florida, Mm. night game in the swamp, part due. Number 20, Kentucky, going two games to play. Number 12, Florida. This game's at 7 p.m. on ESPN. Florida's a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. The total is 52-and-a-half. Jake, I'm just really hesitant at the massive shift from everybody collectively. Now, all of a sudden, Florida's great. I'm just going to tell you this right now. Give me the five and a half points with Kentucky. And I don't like Kentucky. If you've listened to this podcast in the past, people know that that ain't my team. I'll take the points here. I think this is going to be a nail biter. Man, I look, I I agree with you. I respect that. I really do. Um, Man. Five and a half. This is this is kind of tough for me. Um, I, I have to do. I do have to make a decision though. Uh, mm-hmm. hey, you know, let's go against the grain. Let's do something opposite of what you did. I'm gonna take Florida in this one, but I do think it'll be That's a safe w- bet. I'm zero and five. Zero and six. <laughs> just 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 go opposite of whatever yeah. you do, and I'll be, yeah. I'll be all right. Yeah, I'm gonna take Florida in this one. I do think it'll be a close game, however. Uh, but I, I guess I guess I think they cover now. I I know. Let's Just how soon do you think Florida will start drinking their own rat poison? That's what you said. Hey, if they can hold it off for one more week, you know, Coach Napier, as you guys talked about in Berea, Ohio, earlier this spring, got to manage those expectations, keep these kids on the straight and narrow. This is a big game, and it's like turning into a rivalry. I know, obviously, it is a rivalry, but yeah. it's a big one. SEC Dude. East battle, top 20 Dude, matchup. What if Florida beats Tennessee in a close one? They go undefeated going into Jacksonville. 
drink in their own Kool-Aid, I mean, come on, Jake and Fromm. then get absolutely waxed yeah. by the dogs. I mean, there's just no chance Florida can keep up with Georgia this year. Georgia is on another level. Georgia, of course, playing Sanford at home this weekend. Four o'clock game, Chris Hatcher. A lot of good storylines there. He was Kirby's first yep. boss in the coaching I played, ranks. I played, I played Sanford. You did play Sanford. That was oh, my I, that was my first uh, home game start. Was it that's Sanford? right. Yep. That was, believe it or not, the most nervous I've ever been for a football game. Really? That game right there. Yeah. Was that a night game? It was a night game. Forget Notre Dame. Notre Dame was the week before, maybe, I believe. But for whatever reason, playing at home in front of everybody, it just, it, man, I just like, oh, wow, I actually have to perform. This is an awesome atmosphere. Let's go play ball. So week one was at state. That's when Jacob got hurt and you came in. Week yep. two was at Notre Dame. That's yep. when you guys had that amazing victory. Terry Goblin in the back of the end zone. Week three at home was your first start inside Sanford Stadium against yep. Sanford, against Coach Hatcher. And that was the most nervous year event. I believe it. That's a good story. Yeah, because you're supposed to play well, you know. At Notre Dame, hey, if I played well, great. If I didn't, oh, well, you know, he's a freshman going into Notre Dame. It's kind of a, it's kind of a win-win, you know. Yeah. But – the Sanford game had to play well. So that's awesome. I yeah. remember being at that game too. Um, I was on the sideline pregame talking to Coach Cavan. I love Coach Mike Cavan. Absolutely legend at Georgia. Uh, and he is cut from the exact same cloth as like Larry Munson. And I'm uh-huh. talking from a pessimistic nature heading into a Georgia <laughs> game. Now, also, Coach Cavan was the head coach at Valdosta State. He knows Chris Hatcher really, really well, who was at Valdosta State also, who hired Kirby Smart. So Hatcher's the head coach at Sanford. Georgia had just beaten Notre Dame. And I'm talking to Coach Cavan pregame, and I'm like, Coach, what's up, man? What do you think? He's like, man, I'll tell you what. Sanford's good, man. I mean, they got a great pass game. Their offense is legit. I look at him, I go, are you serious right now? He's like, I'm just telling you, we got to be ready. We got to be ready. I go, Coach, if we don't beat these guys by 50, we stink. And, of course, you guys rolled, like, massively. But – it's how those coaches are wired, man. They, always they are, man. They are. They, they it's it's different. Right there. Yeah. All right. We're both uh, – we uh, I'm on Kentucky plus the five and a half. You like Florida minus five and a half. Last one. We're having fun. We we're are. Having, having a fun. great time. Let's go to the Saturday night football game. It's a Pac-12 matchup. Number 10, USC. That's Southern Cal, of course. Heading up to Palo Alto to take on Stanford. This game's at 7.30 p.m. on ABC. USC, only a nine-point favorite. The total, 67 and a half. That seems way high. I like Stanford at home. Give me the nine points. David Shaw is going to take the air out of the football, slow this game down to a snail's pace. They will obviously try to keep everything in front of them, block and tackle as they can. How can they contain Jordan Addison? I think they certainly will scheme that up on the defensive backfield. Frustrate Caleb Williams. He's going to try to throw for 500 yards. I cannot believe this total is 67 and a half. Tanner McKee, Stanford's quarterback, Pretty good QB. EJ Smith, Emmett Smith's son, pretty good running back. Look, ball control, ball control, snail's pace. Don't turn the ball over. Watch out, USC. Crazier things have happened. Give me the nine points with Stanford. Agree with you on the under. I do think 67.5 is really high. But, I mean, come on, man. USC going to play Stanford? Come on. Give me me USC all day long. I'm going to take it. it. Just go against... DB. There you go. Cash <laughs> it out. Be okay. Awesome. Awesome. I think that'll be a great game to watch later on. Perfect to get oh, the yeah. dual screens going. Kentucky and Florida, and then SC and Stanford. See what the Trojans are all about. 
week two's here, man. I'm fired up. Uh, what about you? Anything man. on the anything on the docket for this weekend? What y'all up to? Uh, going to the game. It'd be my first. Oh, sweet. It'd be my first time going to a Georgia game since playing. So it's gonna be uh, gonna be a crazy cool experience. That'll be awesome, man. If you see people, tell them to download Price Picks and use the promo code Punt. Of course, and people, I just am ordering a couple more of these new Punt and Pass row pads. I'll have them up in the merch section of puntandpass.com. Jake, I got to get you one. Just be patient with love me. It's taking a little bit on shipping, uh, but I am getting more merch in the Punt and Pass merch section at puntandpass.com. Dude, have a great weekend. I've got a wedding to go to. Tim Moscato, my buddy. Look, Tim, I love you. But it's it's a Saturday in the fall, man. Saturday in the fall. I don't get do it. it. I don't, hey, I you know, hey, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Jeez. Come on. Come all on, right. guys. What all are we right. doing? Let it slide. I'll record all the games that I need to record. Be sure to follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at from Jake. One more time. Download the prize picks app. Head to our social medias all throughout the weekend. We'll be posting our plays prizepicks.com use the promo code punt 100% deposit match up to your first $100 and we will talk to you on Monday see you when you buy a used car don't be taken for a ride get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles go to wadeford.com there you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars trucks and SUVs with Blue certified nearly all makes and all models are in stock now you'll find something perfect for just about any budget buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com Wade Ford we are Atlanta's Ford D The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.